This GameStop Robinhood app story is simply amazing. I haven't seen it anything continues like on. it. It was a, it was a hot again yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, Jeez. but today it's dying on a vine. It might be back to normal. Stock is, but yes. the story continues. Oh yeah, let's yes. talk to Bill Dendy, and he's a CPA money manager from Elite Financial Management. Bill, how are you? Hello, Bill. Hey, Scott and Jerry. I am fine and dandy. What a wild ride it's been lately. How you guys been? We're good. Good. Now, I'm horrible. I had 20 shares. Nah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we're not regular investors. At least I'm not on a personal level, but I bought 50 shares on Friday of AMC just to see what it was all about. What's your take on this whole thing? And yesterday it did seem to cool a bit, did it not? I think that reality is setting in. Yeah. The value of a company has to be more than just the hype of the next guy willing to pay more money. But I do think the benefit has been so many people that have not been interested in this stuff before are suddenly interested. They're like, hey, you can actually make some money in this deal, and I probably should know what's going on. And for those investors that have had investments in the past, they're like uh, suddenly aware of, well, what's really the value of a stock? And it may cause some people to rethink portfolios and understand the volatility that is potentially there for any company. You know, Bill, it seems to me, and, and just the average person, like I'm not into this as well, just outside of 401k, but it seems like the little guy found a way to make some money, and then Wall Street didn't like it and fired back. Would that be correct? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of interesting that the app that allowed the little guy in in the first place, that allowed... Uh, people to buy even fractional shares. You didn't have to buy a whole share of a stock anymore. You could start off with such a small amount. Uh, they happened to be the group that made it difficult to buy later uh, versus the big Wall Street investors uh, who had access to their resources never got shut down at all. So I think it was interesting that it was just uneven. And I don't know if it was intentional, but uh, it sure looked that way because uh, the big he- uh, hedge fund and the short sellers yeah. are routed, and and then uh, suddenly the uh, smaller investors can't buy again. But when they let them buy, it just pushes the price back up until some people realize, well, wait a minute. If I don't ever sell, I won't realize my profits. And if I'm the last one to sell, right, right. I won't realize my profits. And so we kept seeing things on the Internet like, hold the line, don't give up. But the people who were telling yeah. don't give Good. up. Good, you don't do that. Yeah, I'm what? selling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So is it? I don't know. You can't trust the next guy not to give up at the wrong time. So I, I don't think this philosophy is long term sustainable. Is it even possible for the little guy to make dollars without? professional help is it possible for every because the, the e-trade ameritrade robin hood is it possible to do without an advisor where the average jane or joe can uh, make some money here for lots of years the average investor has made money and the most consistent money i know it's going to sound boring but the most uh dependable thing is the consistency of disciplined savings and disciplined investing, too, and understanding the investments. Uh, it's rare that you're going to have these uh, doublings in a day, uh, but it's not so rare to have the average historical returns in your portfolio, which are pretty good when you're looking at 8 to 10% on the indices. Uh, and I think the other part is knowing the risk or the volatility that you take when you do that. And so, uh, yes, the average investor can do it. They've been doing it for years and years. But the consistency is uh, more with the 
the boring stuff. And I know nobody, that's the reason it's not that exciting. I think most investing is not that exciting, but it is exciting to see a portfolio grow year over year. And for those out there who've done their 401ks or their IRAs, and they save a little bit in every paycheck, and then one day they look up and they're like, oh my gosh, this is serious money. It's done so well. What did I do? It was almost painless. But what made it happen was that consistency all the time going in and having that uh, professional allocation or the mutual funds that separate the money between uh, equity investments and bond investments, et cetera. Bill Denby is with us. He is the president of Elite Financial Management. You know, I got three kids in their 20s, and I tried to explain to them what you just said exactly how is what is the best time for, for somebody to start putting a little bit aside? I mean, they should start that in their 20s, right? If possible. If possible, oh yeah. People in their 20s would not have to worry if Social Security survived or not. If they would just start regularly investing on uh, as, as soon as you can. Before you think you can, you want to go ahead and make the disciplined decision. Most of us kind of expand our lifestyle to always be – I don't know, just a little higher than our salary. No, actually, just a little less than our <laughs> <Yeah>. salary. <laughs> it depends on the person. Yeah, I know. But we, we, we tend to we get a raise, and we just find a new way to spend the money. Yeah, right. I think that That's if me. young people would early on just not spend every dollar, they'll come out ahead. Hey, Bill, people are saying right now uh, the, you know, the AMC and the GameStop uh, stock is dropping due to a short ladder attack. Uh, is that true, and what's a short ladder attack? Well, it's interesting that uh, people are learning all sorts of new terms right now. Uh, short selling. I don't know how many of our listeners are real familiar with that in the past, but that's now thrown around like everybody knows what the heck short selling is. And that's uh, where you borrow stock you don't own. You borrow the stock. You borrow it and you sell what you don't own. That sounds like it should be illegal in almost anything else but the stock market. So you can sell what you don't got, but you got to borrow it. Now you've got to eventually replace it and the person that expects you to replace it wants to see some money in your account to make sure you've got the funds to replace it and so when the people short a company when they buy uh when they, when they sell stock today expecting to buy it later at a lower price they're expecting things to be unpleasant for that company Correct. like amc they say we'll never go back to the movies we'll stream everything from here on out uh, the GameStop. Who goes and gets a cartridge anymore when you can just download your new game? And so people are saying that the, 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 the things have changed industry-wide, and so these companies' fundamentals don't stand up, and they think the prices of the stock will go down in the future. Can any the problem? Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to no, go because, ahead. Uh, the problem is that uh, when you have to buy the stock in the future, and the world knows that you've got a whole bunch of people that are going to have to buy it in the future – and it costs them money uh, if the stock goes up. Once they start ganging up and pushing the stock up and you don't have the funds to hold your position, you have to go buy the stock, which causes the price to even go up higher, which causes other people in your same situation to have to go buy the stock. And it's like one of those chemistry experiments, the chain reaction that gets out of hand. And that's the part that's caused these crazy markets. We've had all these folks um, having to buy stock to cover their shorts. I always thought that was a funny expression, to cover the shorts. Now, on the way down, you've got all these people who are long in the stock, who bought the stock to cause these others to cover their shorts, who are long without any underlying fundamentals. And what happens there is that once the stock price starts to go down, especially they have borrowed money, they're on the other end of that equation, and they have to start either selling the stock or 
financing. And so that's the other side of the ladder. So now Congress is getting involved. And I think, uh, you know, people say, well, this happens all the time in, in the in Wall Street, but it doesn't happen like like this story where something goes up. People are involved. Reddit people, millions of people are buying something. Congress is involved. Can can Congress or anyone legally do anything to Robinhood or these apps that are limiting people to buy? Well, it's interesting that you would expect the uh, SEC to have stepped in when unusual trading activity happens. We want to have orderly markets. You don't want to have insiders to have an unfair opportunity. And the stuff that we see on television about the uh, brokerage firms that uh, get a whole bunch of shares of stock and then start selling to their customers uh, to pump the price up, and then they're, they're, they end up selling they call it the bump, the pump and dump strategy. We, we, none of us like that. That's illegal. That's, yeah. that's market manipulation. We know that's illegal. But what happens when just a whole bunch of little people do market manipulation? I mean, it's not like it's really – it is kind of coordinated, but it's, uh, it's not an institution, but it's still market manipulation. But how do we respond to it? Well, we've never had the little guy able to do so much. And so it's a lot of young people who brought social media to the market, and the market's going to have to figure out how do you respond to that? Right. Because normally – if something crazy is going on, the SEC can stop in and say, whoa, wait a minute, no trading till we sell this thing out. They do that on the way down with the circuit breakers. They also do it when a stock gets kind of crazy on the way up. But to have individual firms, some saying no more and some allowing trading, that's not really fair, is it? And that's what people are arguing about right now. They're saying uh, some of these companies that stop the trading might face lawsuits, but their argument is, an individual can go to any firm to open an account and to go buy that stock. We chose not to allow it because we thought our client base was not aware of what they were doing or they're getting in trouble or we want to protect ourselves, want to protect the industry. But it sounds like to a lot of people they were just trying to protect the big guy. But I think they're just trying to protect themselves. And that's where we're going to have probably litigation. And the little guy's like, I don't know where else to go. I learned about investing sure. by going onto your app. I don't know how to set up an account with these big brokerage firms. Right. They won't even talk to me. Uh, that's why I'm with you. And you're the guys that got me into this deal, and now you're cutting me out. That's what feels unfair. It, but they did allow them to sell. They just wouldn't let them buy anymore. Right. I saw where silver took a big bump. Is there more safety in silver and gold uh, in the commodities? Well, people oftentimes have asked, uh, for thousands of years, gold and silver, precious metals, have been a yeah. medium for exchange and a store of value. Uh, so you can't lose money, right? The answer is not right. Uh, there's carrying costs. There's storage costs. There have been big dips. Yeah. Uh, there have been long periods of time where it didn't do anything. It doesn't make dividends. Um, silver has some industrial uses. Other precious metals might not. And so... You have to be aware that in almost every investment, there is some element of risk. And generally, when we get into the commodity-type areas, that is our extreme high risk, uh, probably beyond what most people want to get into without, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, uh, understanding the volatility they may be subject to. But it, again, is exciting when you start having a run in these different markets. And oftentimes, these are places that people go to when they're afraid of everything else. When we have economic chaos, uh, political chaos, uh, uh, market chaos, people say, well, at least I'll go to this. And that is interesting because wow. um, 
why does it have that value? It's because everybody believes it does. And Bill, we're only on for four and a half hours, so we can't even begin with crypto. <laughs> hey, hey, Bill. Though, um, do do you think? Because when when kids go to high school, they're learning math, language arts, uh, foreign language. Uh, do you think that high school should make it mandatory that you learn about the market and financial investments? I wish they would. I think personal finance. It, it's not even the markets and investments. It's how do we manage our financial lives? I think a lot of people learn that the hard way, and a lot of people don't get it at home. I mean, yeah. I remember when I was growing up, I was just curious to know how things worked. And I was about 10 years old. And I asked my dad, I'm like, Dad, how much do we make? And what do you think he told me? Uh, whatever he made on his weekly check? No. My dad kept it close to the best. He was like, and he wasn't even like, he was like, son, number one, you don't make a thing. And number <laughs> two, what I make is none of your business. Now get out of here. <laughs> You can hear the Texas coming out yeah. there. <laughs> uh, Bill Dendy's been our guest. Hey, Bill, from uh, f- uh, Elite Financial uh, Management. Hey, Bill, how do anyone get a hold of you if, you, if they are interested? Uh, my website's EliteFM.net. And uh, questions, I'd love to, love to field them. And I appreciate the time to visit with folks. And as I said, I think this stuff should be in high school, at least by college. But if we didn't get it there... Uh, we learn it the hard way sometimes, uh, but I think a little time with a CPA, uh, attorney, a financial advisor can be well worth the time because yeah. most of us, it doesn't matter what happens on Wall Street. We want to know what's going on in our own personal lives and what should we do for our own portfolio. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at your website and that retired couple with their feet dangling off the edge of the sailboat. I'm not that cool. I don't think I can be that couple. <laughs> they're a happy couple they 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 saved that they couple did, yeah did. look at that hey bill does it crash? they got money in the bank those they're probably two. listening to you on the radio right there yeah, yeah. right hey does it come crashing down today uh, it it very well may be there's been a whole lot more reason put into the markets right now people are settling down so we may see a lot of these meme stocks uh suddenly uh get their comeuppance as people are uh, worried that uh, there's a lot of negative attention, they, that uh, may be regulator attention, and there may not be the underlying fundamentals to support the prices. All right. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill Denby. God bless you guys. See you, bye.